I have a list of 11 newly released music documentaries that, well, I wanna recommend to you. Now, some of these were recommended to me, some of these I have seen, some of these I have not seen, but they're on my list out of sheer curiosity. See, with fall coming up, the days are getting shorter, the nights are getting colder, and I figured you're probably looking for something to watch that is music or guitar related. Hence this list. Welcome to Acoustic Tuesday, episode number 254. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. And speaking of inspiration, I've got a ton in store for you on today's show, but I wanna dig right in to the list of music documentaries. Not to mention, it's the fifth anniversary of the Acoustic Tuesday show, five years of the Acoustic Tuesday show. Uh, more on that here in just a little bit. Let's dive into these documentaries. The first one on my list is entitled Rumble, The Indians Who Rocked the World. Now, this documentary I have not seen yet, but it comes highly recommended from a Tony's Acoustic Challenge team member, and I think we should all put it on our list to watch. Here's a quick snippet of the trailer. And then I found out that he was an Indian. music that we know here in the United States is fully supported by input from native and indigenous people. Next up is a documentary that's going to raise some eyebrows. You may think I'm crazy, but I can assure you I'm not, at least that I know of. Next up is Machine Gun Kelly's Life in Pink. Now, I know you're saying, Tom, this is not acoustic guitar related, and it's maybe not even music that you really dig. Let me tell you this, the story in this documentary is awesome. It's kind of a rags to riches story and it really gets in touch with artistry, the battles and the obsessions that can sometimes happen. Let's take a quick look at the trailer. His dad ended up kicking him out. So me and Kells lived in the basement. I transferred all my own pain into music. Like, this makes me feel good. But the media chose to write me off. This list started with 20 documentaries, and I had to narrow it down. I narrowed it down to 11, but real quick, here are some that didn't make the cut, but I wanted to include them anyway. Uh, the Beatles, Get Back. Uh, Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift documentary. Uh, Supermensch, the tale of Shep Gordon, an incredible music manager, really interesting stuff. Uh, Quincy, a documentary about Quincy Jones. Amazing Grace, uh, a documentary about Aretha Franklin's uh, performance at a church, really incredible. And then another one, uh, Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story. Um, really cool, seemingly cool, I haven't seen that one, but uh, parallels the Jazz Fest and its importance in not only New Orleans music history, but New Orleans pride in history in general as, as a city, as a place. Uh, very cool stuff, but let me get back on track here. The next documentary that I strongly recommend, whether you were into rock music in the 90s or not, doesn't matter, you have to watch Trainwreck Woodstock 99. This is on Netflix. This is a festival I knew nothing about. This is this happened when I was in high school and I watched this documentary in one single night. It's three episodes. Mind blown. Didn't even know this happened, but probably should have. Here's the trailer. Woodstock 99. It was gonna be the biggest party on the planet, but that's not what any of us remember it for. 
This next one is an awesome one. And for you deadheads, make sure your ears are perked up. It's entitled The Other One, The Long Strange Trip of Bob Weir. This doc is important for so many reasons. It gives a glimpse into one of the members of the Grateful Dead that didn't necessarily get the spotlight shown on him as much as, well, Jerry Garcia. But also, for us guitar geeks, this is a really important documentary because there's a portion of it that shows how important Bob was to the Grateful Dead's overall sound. And I'm not talking vocals. I'm talking his approach to rhythm guitar and chord voicings. There's like a 15 minute chunk in this documentary that is pure guitar geek gold. I incredible. Here's the trailer. Jerry was lead guitarist. I was the rhythm guitarist. I could into it and then be there when he got there with a little surprise for him. If you don't have an ego, you can be the best number two on the planet. And that's kind of what Bob became. Like a Rolling Stone is next on my list, but no, this is not a Bob Dylan documentary. The full title of this doc is Like a Rolling Stone, The Life and Times of Ben Fong Torres. Now, he was an acclaimed and famed writer for Rolling Stone magazine. I first became aware of him in the movie Almost Famous, which was a fictional-ish depiction of his life. This gets into the actual details. There's a ton, the cast of characters whom they interviewed is insane. Uh, you've got to take a look at a quick snippet of it. Before the internet, before blogging, before tweeting. Hello, Rolling Stone. There was the Rolling Stone. There were superstars who worked there. One of the biggest was Ben Fong Torres. Ben Fong Torres polishes his piece on Jefferson Starship. Everybody read Rolling Stone magazine. I've got six more documentaries to tell you about, but I do want to make mention that here in a little bit, you're going to meet TAC family member Pierce B. Now, Pierce uses accountability in his guitar routine to make sure that he plays regularly. And this accountability involves his family. You're gonna hear all the details here in a moment, but let's get back into the documentaries. This next one is about Cheryl Crow. It's simply entitled Cheryl. And I thought this was interesting because Cheryl Crow, in my experience, doesn't really, she's not really a public facing figure. Uh, meaning we don't know a lot about her personal life, uh, especially in these later years. Well, this documentary changes that. Let's have a quick look at a piece of the trailer. I knew music was this joyful thing, this nerve-wracking thing, and ultimately this rewarding thing. It's always hard to look back and talk about who you were because it's only who you think you were. I am halfway through this next documentary, and I gotta say, my jaw is on the floor. I've learned so much in roughly 40 minutes of watching this doc that I, I'm strongly recommending that you watch it. Whether or not you're a Shania Twain fan, you need to watch this documentary. The next documentary, I let the cat out of the bag, is entitled Shania Twain, Not Just a Girl. And you wanna talk country powerhouse? You wanna talk music? powerhouse who retained her artistic expression even though the industry was trying to pigeonhole her as just a country artist um really incredible journey and some of the footage of her as a younger guitar player kind of folk singer um is really really cool and worth the price of admission uh this is on netflix right now let's have a quick look at it she was the first person to break that door open and go across the music genres. She was that trailblazer. 
How many artists have followed huge records with one more, much less two? Staying on the women in music train, this next documentary, or series I should say, is one that I just stumbled upon by accident. It's entitled Women Who Rock. It's a series on the, hold on, the Epics Network, E-P-I-X. I am unaware of this and I need to figure out how to get it. If it's a streaming service, I'll get it. If it's a, a cable channel, I'll figure that out too. Uh, nonetheless, this looked really interesting to me and I think you'll find it interesting as well. I was a girl that loved playing rock and roll, but I wanted to be a musician who happened to be a girl. We just wanted to be the Beatles. We didn't want to be girls trying to be the Beatles. The Day the Music Died, American Pie. You know, the song by Don McLean? Yes, there's a documentary about that song, but less about the song in particular and more about its role in American culture and as a catalyst for other artists to encapsulate the values that that song expressed. Anyways, this looks extremely interesting. It just started streaming on July 19th on Paramount+. Plus. Let's get a little sneak peek. With the turmoil today, American Pie is still very up-to-date. I've never talked about this in this song all these years. I have another docu-series I wanna tell you about, and it's on that Epics channel. And I just found out it is indeed a channel, and uh, you can also get it as an app. So if you don't have cable, looks like you can get it on any of your devices. But this docu-series is entitled My Life as a Rolling Stone. And as the name suggests, it's the story behind the Rolling Stones. Yes, the gang is all there and um, looks very interesting. It's on my list because I don't know much about the Rolling Stones and I always felt like there was this mythology and this, this aura of mystery around them. And I do hope that this docu-series kind of uh, um, lets you in that aura, lets you in that myth a little bit. And it seems like it does from the trailer. Uh, let's go ahead and look at that right now. Keith's got a reputation as a hellraiser. He played the Beatles all the time. It drive me batty. That's great. <laughs> Ronnie's kind of a mischief maker, you can tell. Before I get to the last documentary on my list, uh, one that I am extremely excited to tell you about, I do wanna make mention that here in a little bit, I want you to grab your guitar. We're gonna be looking at what the Tack family is working on. Every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we focus on one of the five essential categories of guitar improvement. Mondays is a technique challenge, Tuesdays a guitar lick challenge, Wednesdays an improvisation challenge, Thursdays a rhythm guitar challenge, and Fridays a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday, so the TAC fam is working on a guitar lick, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, the final documentary on my list. Somewhere You'll Feel Free, Tom Petty. Uh, Wildflowers is an incredible, incredible, three of them, incredible album. One that has been on rotation in my personal collection for a long, long, long time. One of the first songs I ever learned on guitar, Wildflowers. This documentary goes behind the scenes in the making of that album, and I think it shows an interesting side of Tom Petty. Not only the musician side, but the lyric writing side. Um, really cool perspective if you're a, if you're a, a singer songwriter yourself or if it's something that you're interested in doing this documentary may well provide the motivation and inspiration that you want that you need uh, let's have a quick look at the trailer right now he told me wildflower scares him because he's not really sure why it's as good as it is 
Now I should make mention that if you didn't see any of the clips from the trailers that I've included in the show, it's simply due to copyright issue. I try and clear as much as I can so I can show you as much as I can, but sometimes things fall through the cracks and I'm not able to show clips. So if you saw a black screen for, for any reason, uh, that, well, that's the reason. Uh, and speaking of those documentaries, in the comments below, let me know a music documentary that you recently saw that, well, you wanna recommend to your fellow guitar geek. And after you type that in, go ahead and grab your guitar because we're going to see what the TAC family is working on today. Your Tuesday TAC Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Topsy Turvy. And it's a fitting name because this lick involves cross-picking. Now, cross-picking is not just for bluegrass. You can use cross-picking in your everyday playing. It adds a really nice texture to whatever you're doing. Now, you're gonna see that this lick involves some string skipping and a high degree of accuracy. And that's because the TAC family is currently going through a five-day cross-picking challenge. That means every day this week, they're working on this really awesome and useful technique. And of course, Tuesday is Guitar Lick Day, which is, well, why we're here. Let me go ahead and play this lick for you so you can hear it, and then a little bit later, I'll show you the chords that it works over. Here's how the lick sounds. It's a very uh, circular, almost roundabout feeling lick that has some, well, it has some great color to it. Now, before we move on, TAC family, to learn this lick note for note, please go ahead and log in. This is your daily challenge. Click on Start Challenge, and that'll take you to the teaching video. Once you're done with that, move to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you, and go ahead and open the tab by clicking that icon in the lower right-hand corner. This way you can have the video and the tab right next to one another. Okay, this lick, how do you use it? Well, this lick works over the chord progression C, F, A minor, G. Doesn't have to be an A minor, but for interest, I like to add that in. So I'm gonna go ahead and play those chords, and then I'm gonna stop and then play the lick. So you can kind of hear how the lick insinuates the chords. So first up, the chord progression. Here's how that chord progression sounds. We're gonna go C, F, A minor, G. Okay, now that you have that in your head, let me go ahead and play the lick. It's a pretty cool match and a great way to, well, play something interesting over that common chord progression. Now, what else can you do with this lick? Well, let me just isolate the technique in and of itself. Because as I mentioned, this is not just for bluegrass. You can use cross-picking in your general rhythm guitar playing, and it has a wonderful effect, a really cool texture that, well, brings a, a unique flavor to your rhythm guitar playing. So I'm just gonna go ahead and cross-pick through a C chord so you can hear how well, interesting it sounds. So yeah, I cross-picked and then I did a little strumming, came back to cross-picking, 
etc., etc. But as you can tell, it, it still provides that chord body, the sound of the chord, but in an arpeggiated fashion or a, a single note fashion, almost, uh, almost harp-like, if you will. Uh, so a great technique to try, a great lick to use, and uh, really fun to play once you get that pick accuracy developed. Now, before we move on back to the show, I want to talk about your guitar journey and a necessary ingredient. Of course, we all agree upon the fact that consistency is a necessary ingredient, but so is patience, which is something that I know for a fact I can use more of. Um, and you might be sitting there nodding your head thinking, I could use more patience too. Well, specifically when it comes to guitar playing, uh, patience is a keystone. You know, when we're trying to learn something new, when we're trying something that's difficult, when we're trying something that pushes our boundaries, you are bound to goof up. You're bound to hit the wrong string, especially when you're cross-picking. You're bound to hit the wrong note. You're bound to make some sounds that you're not proud of and that don't sound all that great. And instead of getting frustrated and saying, ah, I'm never gonna get this, I want you to work on exercising your patience muscle. Hang on to the fact that when you try something difficult, that means you're getting better. When you try something difficult, that means you're pushing yourself to, well, do something you've never done before, expanding your skill set. So keeping your eye and keeping your focus on what will come of this difficult thing, as opposed to succumbing to the difficulty of it, is really important. And the necessary ingredient in doing that is patience. So breathe a little bit, exercise that patience, and see what comes of it. Because I think the more patience that you have, the more you're able to stick with those difficult things and ultimately, as I mentioned, expand your skill set. I hope you enjoyed that lick, seeing it in a musical context, and also getting some, well, some more perspective on your guitar journey. Now I want you to meet TAC family member Pierce B. Now I met Pierce for the first time during the last Tony's Acoustic Challenge 90 Day Progress Party, and we had a chat about his guitar journey. And he had this really interesting story, and for the sake of time, I'm kind of going to chop up his interview here because I want you to see and hear the entire thing from Pierce's perspective. He had the whole on-again, off-again relationship with his guitar. Now he's playing regularly, and he's using his family as almost a, a way to leverage accountability. I don't describe it well, but Pierce sure does because it's his guitar journey and he's living it. Here's what he had to say. How long have you been playing guitar? About 20 years, on and off, I'll put it that way. I got my first guitar for my 16th birthday, and uh, so, on and off for 20 years. The uh, relationship I've had with guitar has been, um, uh, I guess you could say one of a spurned lover, if we wanna keep with that, <laughs> keep with that motif. Uh, sure. Uh, because I, I never, I've never taken a, a lesson until very recently, so it's all really self-taught. And uh, I heard people say, oh yeah, I'm self-taught and they're all like playing. And I, I found it extremely, extremely difficult, but I was extremely, I really, really wanted to do it. And after after a while of trying, trying and not feeling like I got very far, I just like stopped for a long time, like months on end. And then I'd come back and try it again. Uh, I'm trying to reestablish a routine. I, I established it just a, just a couple of years ago when I had my first lessons. I, there was a lady here that um, I, I, I took lessons from uh, for a while and uh, I was playing every single day 
um, just finding songs that I knew, my family knew. And so uh, it got to a point where I could play well enough where they could sing along. Um, so now my routine is, is kind of at night, if they're available, um, which is my preference, that I'll we'll pick a song and I'll play it and, uh, and then they can sing it. It was really cool recently because my wife was asked to um, learn a couple of uh, old-timey Christian songs for uh, a memorial service. And uh, she could play the piano, but she can't sing and play at the same time. So she asked me to learn them so I could accompany her so she could practice the songs. And that was just like, I didn't realize it at first, but she kept prodding me to play them so that she could sing them so she could practice. And once I figured out that's what she was doing, I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's happening. <laughs> It is Acoustic News You Can Use Time, and I have to tell you, it's the five-year anniversary of the Acoustic Tuesday show. This show started back in 2017 on my birthday, August 29th, 2017. Well, I wasn't born in 2017. I was born in 1983, but we started the Acoustic Tuesday show August 29th, 2017. Here we are. What is it? August 30th, 2022. And um, it's crazy to think that the show is still happening. You know, when we first started the show, it was, it was kind of a question of like, well, can we figure out stuff to talk about every week for eternity, I guess? And it turns out we certainly can. At the end of every show, I still have a list of things that I wasn't even able to share. Uh, so the guitar geek goodness continues to flow and uh, with the five-year anniversary mark, I just wanna take a moment and for those of you who have watched the show from the beginning, for those of you who have just started watching the show, for those of you who pick and choose shows to watch, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, you, you make this show happen. You are the reason this show exists. And I am just, I'm having so much fun on the show. And I know that's a little selfish for me to say, but I hope that my having fun translates to you having fun with the guitar, within your own guitar journey. I hope you find tips. I hope you find tricks. I hope you find inspiration with the show. And I hope that it helps you maintain a regular and consistent guitar routine. I hope the show is a part of your routine. Since it is done on a weekly basis, I think it maybe could be even a good anchor for your guitar routine. So I guess all that to say, Thank you so much. Thank you for watching the show. Thank you for being a part of it. Okay, let's dive into some other news topics. Oh, speaking of music documentaries, if you got about 14 minutes, you have to watch this. This is important that you watch this. Alan Lomax, who was responsible for a large part, uh, a large, uh, he well, he was basically the main part in collecting field recordings from uh, work songs to old bluesmen and women uh, to to uh, just basically anything within the folk tradition that was captured and is a part of libra the Library of Congress. Chances are Alan Lomax had a hand in that. Well, there's another side to Alan Lomax collecting those recordings, and this mini doc, Night Music, certainly. Uh, exposes that side. It's a quick watch. It's 14 minutes. Uh, excuse me. I got excited about it. Um, and I got to tell you, uh, I found this out through Bluegrass Situation. Great, great blog. Um, it, it floored me. I had goosebumps as I was watching this because of the performance, but also because of the nuance that it, it was able to communicate. It's very important. If you're interested in the folk tradition, this is a must watch. I've said that about 30 times. Let's watch just a quick snippet of it right now. It's early in the morning. In the morning. Oh, baby, when I rise, oh, well. well. 
What occasion do you sing that song? Into the microphone, please. That's a pickaxe song. You keep the pace of somebody fall out, not get whippings. Who did you learn that song from? I guess I learned it the first time I was on the farm, 30 odd years or so ago. Talk about a full circle moment. One of the first artists that I mentioned on the Acoustic Tuesday show was Dan Tominski. Phenomenal musician, mandolin player, guitar player, vocalist, all across the board, incredible. Well, he just released an album honoring Tony Rice. The album is entitled, I believe it's entitled One More Time. Let me pull up this article. Um, it's awesome. Uh, Dan Tominski, as most bluegrass guitar players, uh, end up being a huge Tony Rice fan. And uh, with Tony Rice's passing, this was a tribute to Tony Rice. The album is entitled One More Time Before You Go. Uh, let's listen to one of my favorite songs of all time, originally written by Norman Blake, performed by Tony Rice on his Church Street Blues album, and now covered by not only Dan Tominski, but Molly Tuttle as well. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, you gotta listen to the harmony, you gotta listen to the song. Here they are performing Church Street Blues. And I got myself a rocking chair to see if I could lose these thin down hard time of hell on Church Street Blues. Happy new guitar day to incredible American primitive guitarist Gwenifer Raymond. Uh, she just recently got a resonator guitar. Uh, here's what the caption says. So I'm still getting acquainted with this absolutely stunning resonator guitar handmade in Sweden by Wilhelm Engstrom Guitars. I'll post some videos with it soon, but in the meantime, let's all just gather and marvel at how bloody pretty it is. And I do see that it is gorgeous and I can only imagine how it sounds in her hands. A phenomenal player and a great instrument to go with a phenomenal player. Another guitar that caught my eye, this is brought to you by Guitar Bench Magazine, a channel that I follow on Instagram. And it is an Irvin Samaji guitar and it lives up to all things Irvin Samaji. Uh, beautiful, uh, kind of, what do I want to call it? Uh, abstract side body inlay. That's just gorgeous, captivating. Uh, maple back and sides, a beautiful instrument. I wanted to share it with you because, well, I'm pretty sure you would appreciate it. I know you would appreciate it. And then I've got a, uh, I've got a meme for you. I think this is amazing. Um, <laughs> this is uh, brought to us by the Guitar Sanctuary. This is a music shop down in Texas. I've done business with them on two separate occasions for two separate Beard Resonator guitars. They are one of the best shops I've ever dealt with, from being easy to work with to just being nice all around guitar geeks. So cheers to you, uh, Guitar Sanctuary. Uh, they posted this meme that I thought was incredible. It's a picture of dinosaurs and it says, guitars are essential for survival. The dinosaurs didn't have guitars and look what happened to them. Can't argue with that logic. Uh, so yeah, it's a good thing we have guitars so that we don't become extinct. Uh, and then finally, I've got a story for you that involves Marcus King and a Mule Resonator guitar. Now, Marcus King uh, just released a new album last week entitled Youngblood. And um, there was a clip of him, I've got it here, of, of him just playing his Mule Resonator guitar and just, he's relaxed, his voice sounds awesome, the guitar sounds great, and Mark, we all need Marcus King in our lives, plain and simple. Uh, he's just good music for the soul, he's just good for the soul in general. Let's give that little clip a listen. I got the blues and it's worse than I've ever had. 
probably wondering to yourself, Tone, didn't you go to the Fretboard Journal's Fretboard Summit in Chicago last week? I did, but I'm also going to confess something. I'm filming this show prior to leaving for the Fretboard Summit. So, uh, in future shows, I do want to make you aware that I'm going to be bringing you some video footage from that uh, weekend. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to go and I can't wait to share it with you. I'm gonna try and shoot as much video as I can. I'm only gonna have my phone with me, but this should suffice. I wanna give you a, 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 an in-depth uh, experience as much as I can via my phone and my experience. So you can, uh, for, for those of you who weren't able to go, you can live vicariously through me and maybe consider it the next time it comes around. I'm super excited. I just got an Airbnb real close to the old town school so I can walk through the old neighborhood. Blah, 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 I know. I can't wait to tell you about it, but I had to confess that I'm filming this show early uh, in case you were wondering about my experience at the Fretboard Summit. With all that being said, it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week, we're gonna do a little bit of a technique tune-up. We're gonna be looking at cross-picking. Yes, I'm gonna show you how to cross-pick. I'm gonna show you the different kinds of cross-picking and of course, how you can use it within your guitar journey, whether it's a new technique to you or something that you're pretty familiar with already. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Before I let you go, I do wanna remind you of one thing. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers, and guitar geeks unite.